chapter number 13. We'll, we'll read a few verses here uh, if we could, but uh, we won't spend a whole lot of time. But we'll read a few verses here and I'll give you the thought the Lord's put on my heart. I've been preaching through a series and um, it's, it's, it's went really, I didn't plan for it to go that way, but started uh, on crybaby Christianity. Uh, great peace uh, have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. And uh, I found out when I preach, start preaching about crybaby Christians that I had some crybaby Christians. Come on, somebody. That's what preaching does. It reveals who you are. And uh, started preaching on carnal Christianity. And guess what I found out? There's a few carnal Christians in the house. And if you get real honest, there's a whole lot more than 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 what we are even thinking this morning. Um, you say, "Oh, he's talking about me." Probably am. Come on, somebody. I probably am, but that, I'm, it's not because I'm mad at you. It's not because I'm upset. It's not because I want to make you look stupid. I want this church to be a real church. And I want you to be a real Christian. And uh, I could pat everybody on the back every Sunday and we all sing Kumbaya and, and, and live like the world. That's what they're doing. But I want real Christians. And uh, God wants a church to have real Christians in it. And, uh, let me tell you something, folks. If you'll listen to the preaching and repent and just get right, get things right, ten years from now, London, Kentucky's never seen what's going to happen in this place. Now, y'all don't believe me, that's fine, but I'm telling you what God spoke to my heart. And it's amazing where we already are. I think God could use this place. I'm, t- I'm serious. I believe it. Uh, for God sent, heaven sent, Holy Ghost revived. And uh, we're we're approaching we're approaching the coming of the Lord and the rapture of the church and we we need real church and we need real Christians and uh, sometimes the the Lord makes the pastor prune but you don't go through and prune a bush to kill it you prune a bush so it can have more life you prune a bush to keep it from dying somebody help me right there. Uh, you you get you get an old bush that's got a bunch of dead bad branches and you let them things stay there. How many of y'all know if you got one rotten apple in a bag of apples, it ain't long before they all get rotten. Right, and pruning is not to hurt you; it's to help you and the body. Yes, and uh, and so that's where God's had me. That's His business, not mine. And so we're gonna we're gonna preach today on carnal Christianity. And then I've been looking at Peter and uh, been studying that about cold. Christianity. Uh, Peter warmed himself by the fire because he was cold on God, just denied him and all that. But anyhow, let's start today in Genesis 13, verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot went with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south even unto Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Hai, unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also which went with him, Abram had flocks and herds and tents, and the land was not able to bear them. And they that might dwell together... For 
their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou wilt uh, depart to the right hand, then will I go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was very, or excuse me, that it was well watered everywhere uh, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were very, excuse me, were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. That's all we'll read for now. Uh, But if the Lord will help me this morning, I want to revisit this thought and go back and continue what God has placed in my heart. And I want to preach this morning on a thought, carnal Christianity. Uh, Carnal Christianity. Would you please pray with me and pray for me this morning. Father, we do love you. We thank the Lord for the opportunity to be in your house. Lord, we thank for the great privilege that it is to gather one more time with your people. I pray, dear God, Lord, that you'd help me this morning. I pray, God, for unction and power. And Lord, most of all, God, that you would move in the hearts of your people. Oh, God, if you don't do the preaching this morning, Lord, there'll be none to get done. So, Lord, help us and convict us, change us, Lord. Draw that one that's far away and, God, that one that's lost. I pray they get saved today before it's everlasting too. Please do a work through the preaching of thy word. And for what you do, I thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name and for his sake and all God's people said, Amen and Amen. You may be seated this morning quickly and briefly as I can by way of introduction is right here in Genesis chapter number 13 where we find that Abram and Lot have parted ways. May I say we find that Lot heads towards Sodom and Gomorrah while Abram heads to the mountains. May I say this morning that both of these men have plenty. Both of these men are very prosperous. Uh, The Lord has been good uh, to both Abram and Lot. But you better hear me. You can have all the world has to offer. Uh, But if you're missing the peace of God and you're living outside the will of God, uh, my friend, the Bible says it like this. uh, What shall it profit a man uh, if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Uh, uh, May I say this morning, I sign up uh, uh, for old time holy Holy Ghost, uh, Bible, amen. Let me specify, King James Bible, amen, preaching. I want to remain in the will of God. Uh, You better hear me this morning. Uh, If you're a part of this movement of carnal Christianity, my friend, uh, I'm going to say this probably will not be the church for you. Uh, We're not letting letting go of old time religion. Uh, We're not changing our songs. We're not changing our music. We're not changing our Bible. We're not changing how we preach. They say preacher if you get red faced and sweat and spit and, and, 
and go on. That ain't what this generation wants. Hey, you better hear me, neighbor. God didn't call me to preach for this generation. I'm not preaching a certain way. That'll draw a certain crowd. That to accomplish a certain goal. I'm going to do what God says to do and let the chips fall where they may. I still believe that God is still working like He's always worked. It may not be popular. It may not be honorable to the world. It may not be pleasurable or desirable to the world. But God did not put me in a pulpit to please this world. I've got one goal. That's to rear back and please the God of heaven this morning. Carnal Christianity has crept its way into so many of good of our good churches. So many. You realize this morning, it's a good church, but there's some carnal Christians in it. I mean, it's just the facts. Listen, how do you know, preacher? Well, if we saw exactly where we're supposed to be, we'd be seeing a lot more than what we already are. I'm trying to tell you this morning that Lot, well, listen to me now. I'm not just talking about any old man. I'm talking about Abraham. I'm talking about the the, the one that said before Abraham was I am. I'm talking about a man. The Bible said that he's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I'm talking about the one that God made a covenant with. He said, I'll bless you. I'll multiply your seed. I'll give you as far as you can see. It's all yours, Abraham. You better hear me. If the nephew of a man like that can be a carnal Christian, you better know that this room has a few sitting in it where it's more about you and it's more about the pleasures of this world and it's more about the flesh than the spirit. You say, preacher, what's the answer? What's the remedy for carnal Christianity? It's to remove self from our will and fall and submit in the order and the in the humility of the will of God. We're gonna get a sign at some point that says it's not about you. It's all about him. The Lord spoke that to me at the beginning of the year, and I thought, Lord, all right, I knew that. And then just a couple of weeks into the year, it started happening. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, and you and listen to me. The ones that feel like, oh, he's just talking about me. Look, you don't understand. There's 25 just like you. I mean, that's just the truth. I'm not going to get up here and, and name everybody and go through all that. But listen to me. You feel like you're the only one I'm talking about. But what you don't know is my phone drained all week. There's people, all kinds of people in this church that need help. And some, some got problems with sin. Some got problems with spiritual issues. Some got problems in their cells. And I'm not mad about none of it. Hey, a man that's born of woman's few days and full of trouble. I'm not upset that you're not where you ought to be. I'm not mad at you. I'm not, I'm not looking down on you. I'm trying to help you this morning. God to help you. If you're letting Him, He'll help you in your time of need. He'll help you. He'll help you. Oh, He'll help you. Carnal Christianity. You know what carnal Christians can't get? Carnal Christians can't get help. Until they realize it's not about us. It's all about Him. They can't get help. Y'all remember... (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) I'm still battling that lingering cough. Y'all remember a couple weeks ago 
I got a little carried away. But a couple weeks ago, I preached on that woman. She went and sought Jesus for the daughter that had devils. And uh, y'all remember, I preached this message. You can't get help without humility. You remember what she had to do? The Bible said she went to Jesus and made a request on He ignored her. Said not a word. He heard and never replied. Then she went to His disciples and they said, Lord, please, I'm the God. Send this woman away. She's bothering us. And she had a problem, folks. Are you with me? I mean, the same dog got problems. She had a problem. It was her daughter. She said, my daughter's got a devil or I need help. And remember what He said? He said, listen, lady, I didn't come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He said, I cannot take the meat that I'm supposed to give uh, to, uh, to these people and cast it to the dogs. He called her a dog. You remember what she said? Truth, Lord. That's humility. He called her an old Gentile dog. And she said, you're right. I wonder what we'd see in this church if we all just wrecked the place. Reverend said, you know what, Lord? I'm going to quit worrying about everybody else. I'm going to quit looking at everybody else. I'm the worst one. It's me, Lord. I'm the sinner. I'm the one that got problems. I'm the one that's got issues. It's me, Lord. When we push our problems to the side and we live in pride and we never acknowledge we got issues, we're carnal, and we cannot get help. Remember, he called her a dog. She said, truth, Lord, yay. But, but, the dogs eat the crumbs <laughs> that fall from the master's table. You know what she said? I'm okay with not getting a ribeye. But I know at some point that knife's going to slip and a little piece of fat's going to fall off the table. I'm, I'm content with that. You know the problem in this generation, Brother Dax, is everybody's, everybody's entitled to the ribeye. Everybody's entitled to the steep T-bone. Everybody's entitled to the baked potato and salad and dessert. And we all think, well, it's not if anybody's going to get the goods. It don't be me. If we ever reach a place where we say, God, if I never get nothing but a crown, that's more than I deserve. decision to go to Sodom. Yeah. You know the end of the story. What happens? Yeah. He loses it all plus some. Yeah. Listen to me. <coughs> Excuse me. Listen to me this morning. When you make Christianity about you, you're going to lose. You're going to take great loss. Amen. Let, let, can I take y'all to a hill called Calvary? Is anybody with me this morning? I mean, I, I'm sick. I'm sick of acting churchy too. We're just gonna sit here and say Amen. I don't want that doing in heaven, neighbor. Can I take you to a hill two thousand years ago where the Lamb of God crawled up on the cross? You hear me? That should be your cross. That should be my cross. That should be my blood. That should be your blood. That should be the crown of thorns in my blood. It should have been in your breath. They should have cussed me. They should have cussed me. 
all guilty. Whether it's sin, like I said, sin, self, uh, struggles, just you know, life, we're all guilty. I'm not pointing a finger. We are all, look at me, you all, every one of you are guilty. Just like I am of esteeming us and our problems. Whether it's sin, wicked desires, whatever it is. We're guilty of esteeming ourselves. Say, well, this is going to work best for me. So Lord, I'm going to leave you back here with the leftovers. I'm going to do what I want to do. Carnal Christianity. It's carnal. We put ourselves on pedestal. Are you with me? You said not me. Yes, you do. You most certainly do. We put ourselves on a pedestal and we stick our lip out and we say, all right, Lord, I mean, I've suffered long enough. If I'm going to have to make a decision, I want the best thing for me. Let me tell you something. When God saved you, He didn't save you to seek the best thing for you. How many times have you made a decision uh, to do something you thought was best for you and turned out it was an absolute catastrophe? I'm trying to tell you, uh, if you just learn to say, hey, I'm an old dog laying under the table. I'm just laying at the master's feet. I don't have a clue if a crumb will fall or not, but I'm just going to take what he gives me. I don't deserve a crumb, let alone something else. Carnal Christianity. Lot had a problem with self-entitlement. He felt entitled to prosperity. How many of y'all think you deserve prosperity or peace or peace of mind? We don't listen to me. That's a blessing. There's people in here today they don't have peace right now. And you do. Thank the Lord for it. But how many of y'all know there's times in life where we lose our peace? You can always have peace with God and peace that passes all understanding. But our flesh gets in the way. We've all been there. Come on. Say amen. We've all been there. That's exactly right. He's with God. Peace with God. But what, how many of of y'all this morning, as far as you know, you have no major pressing, major health issues. Would you raise your hand? Amen. Thank you, Lord. You've been good. Look around. I mean, that's that's a good, I don't know, 80% maybe, 85%. Raise them up for everyone to die. As far as I know, I don't have any major life-threatening health issues. Listen, keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Listen to me. You're not entitled to that. That's just a blessing. Are y'all, come on somebody. We, we think because we come to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, we, we read our Bibles and pray and tithe and we do all the, the bare essentials of a Christian that we're somehow entitled to these types of things. Job was a better Christian than any of y'all or me will ever be. That's right. Amen. There's nobody can be a good Christian as Job. Y'all see what happened here? God allowed it. He said, all right, here's the hedge. You want him saved? Yeah, I want him because if I take all that stuff you've given, you'll curse you. There you go. Have at it. Only thing you can't do is take his life. What did Job do? His wife came out. We sing that old song. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. She come out and she said, Job, would you just set me ashes and curse God and die? 
And he looked at her and he said, Mama, I don't know how to tell you this, but the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm trying to tell you we're not entitled to nothing. Ain't nothing else. Ain't nothing we deserve. What good we have is a blessing from God Almighty. And if He removes the heads, we ought to bless Him anyhow. We got what we deserve. We've died lost without hope, without God. Go to hell. Lot wanted Sodom and chose Sodom because he felt as if he deserved the best. Can Can I remind you, just like God and us, had it not been for Abraham and Abram, Lot would have never got cattle. Lot would have never had herdsmen. Lot would have never had great riches. Everything God, everything Lot had was a was a pure, absolute. Uh, there's no way he could have received any of it without Abram. How many of y'all think everything you've got going for you is because you somehow have acquired it? You know why you've got what you've got? Abram. God. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. We've got what we have this morning, whether it's hell, whether it's whether it's money in the bank, whatever it is, all the physical things, plus the spiritual, is because of God. Every good and every perfect gift comes from above. And so, if we were to dissect the life of Lot, you know what we'd think about him? <coughs> Excuse me. He's so carnal. Listen to me now. We would, if you looked at Lot's life, his reputation, you'd think he's lost. Y'all stay with me now. Don't check out on me. It's 12 o'clock. That don't mean church is over. If you looked at Lot, you would think the man was lost. But may I remind you, the Bible said that Lot was delivered, uh, uh, that Lot was a righteous man dwelling among them uh, and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul. According to the Bible, Lot was a Christian, but he was a carnal Christian. He's one of them that blended in, tried to blend in with the world. Tried to act like nothing bothered him, but on the inside, the Holy Ghost is greed. You know what that is. Y'all with me? Y'all with me, ain't you? Yes, sir. He's vexed. Here's a man who has seen, experienced the blessings of God. Can I say I'm talking about people this morning who have been saved, who have been stirred, who have been sealed to the day of redemption are the same people living in sin, living for self, living contrary to the Scriptures. May I say it don't take long to look around and see the overwhelming fact that carnal Christianity, my friend, is at an all-time high this morning. Carnal Christianity is at an all-time high. The church has become about people more than it has pleasing God. Why are they taking the pulpits out? People don't like preaching like this no more. But this is the only thing that works. Come on, somebody. I mean, lost people, sinners, carnal Christians, they don't like for a pastor to get up, preach that Bible in the Spirit of God, get red face and tell them they need to repent. But at the end of the day, had it not been for somebody standing up and preaching the Word of God, would everyone be in hell? I'm trying to tell you that this still works. Preaching still works. But they've made church about men instead of God. 
Can I remind you we're supposed to be the salt of the earth? Hello? Yes, sir. We're supposed to be the salt. We're supposed to be separated from the world. Be not conformed to this world, but be a transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Come out from among them, be ye separate. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about and ain't nobody preaching on that no more either. No, we don't think we're better than them. Only difference in us and the world is the good grace of God and the blood of Jesus. But I can tell you one thing, neighbor. Uh, we've got to draw a line somewhere. You can't fit in, blend with the world. You're a carnal Christian if you do. You're supposed to be sanctified, spiritual. We're living in a day and hour though. Or the church and Christians have become just the opposite. Yes, sir. Talk about men and women who are as saved as saved can be. But they live their life influenced, impacted, and imitating the image of this old world. Can I give you a few things this morning? We'll go home. I've only been tre- preaching 24 minutes. So stay with me. Number one, I'm going to hurry through these. Carnal Christianity will make you selfishly considerate. Look, look with me in verse. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Look with me in verse number five, and the Bible said this: "And Lot also went, uh, which went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents, and the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together. So the substance was great, so they could not dwell together. There's strife there in verse number seven, and uh, verse number eight. Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren, is not the whole land before thee." Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If that will take the left, and I'll go to the right. That will depart to the right, and I'll go to the left. Lot lift up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the garden of Eden. I mean, it looked to the eye. It was so pleasurable and prosperous. I cannot say carnal Christianity will make you very selfish. It'll make you self-considerate. Somebody ought to say amen. Can I say it? here at where Abram and Lot have fallen out if you will because there's not enough space but before this they're inseparable. I mean through the good and the bad you always find Lot and Abram together but right here as soon as Lot's earthly riches start suffering a little bit as soon as the the pleasurable things begin to become burdensome things in the life of Lot he don't have a single problem separating himself from Abraham. He's never left him before. But right here, he's willing to say, see you later. Why? Because when you're a carnal Christian, it'll make you selfish. Reminder, Abram is the reason Lot had anything. There's no fields, there's no flocks, there's no fame, there's no fortune, there's no friends, there's nothing without Abram. And Abram said, Lot, I understand we're running out of room. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you pick first. Can I tell you what Lot should have done? He should have stepped back and said, there's no way. If it wasn't for you, Abraham, I wouldn't even have these herdsmen. If it wasn't for you, Abraham, I wouldn't have these cattle. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even be here. I'd be back yonder somewhere without anything. Uh, Abram, I'm not about to make this decision. You pick. But no, he didn't hesitate. Listen, Brother Shelby. As soon as Lot said, all right, you can make a decision. What do you want? He said, right there. That's right. He wasn't considerate of Abraham. 
You know what Lot's seen? You know what Lot's seen? Popularity. Prospering. He did not consider Abraham one time. You know what carnal Christianity will do? It'll make you selfish. <coughs> Excuse me. When you're carnal, you won't think about nobody but yourself. Listen to me. Listen to me. You're a carnal Christian. You'll say and do what you want to say and do, and you won't worry about how it affects anybody else but you. You get upset and act like a fool. You ain't worried how it affects this church. Come on, preacher. It's all about you. I'm gonna preach it, y'all help me or not, but I appreciate it a little help. Come on, preacher. You're a carnal Christian. You could care less how it's affecting the church. It's my sin. I'm not changing for nobody. And you're making the church suffer. It on you. Right. You know why most tr- most churches go through great trouble? Selfishness of people. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, did Jesus live for himself? No, yeah. no sir. Did he die his own death? No, he died your death. That's right. Where did, where did self entitlement come from in the Christian world? Yes, sir. I'm talking about. That's my seat. I've literally seen people get tore and bent out of shape over somebody sitting in their seat. Look up in there. There ain't a seat nowhere in this building. There ain't a place nowhere on this property that's yours or mine. You might as well accept me. It's all his. Hallelujah. I said it's all in. Yes, sir. Everything about Christianity is God's. You realize this message ain't my message? That's right. It's his book. It's his. Ain't mine. It's his. Yeah, man. You might as well help me. Say my message. This is God's message. And there's nothing new under the sun. I've had preachers get bent out and say, He preached my message. You're a fool. It ain't your message. It's God's message. It ain't your song. You might as well say amen. Yes, sir. You ain't got a song. It's his song. Amen. I said it last week. First time I ever seen anything. I was going to church Solid Rock over there for a little bit when I met my wife. Brother Andy got up one day. Somebody apparently had got upset over there. And he said, I want to make an announcement. Ain't nobody get their own song. I'm preaching to all of you. I'm starting to one. Because there's one is two. Promise. That's exactly right. Talking to one, talking to everyone else. That's right. Talk to me. Come on, preacher. Brother Bob might sing the same song Brother Teddy sings. That's okay. Because it ain't yours, it ain't yours. I don't care if you wrote it. It ain't yours. The Lord gave it to you. I wrote a few. They're not real good, but I wrote a few. But you know where I got them? From the Lord. 
What do you do, preacher? I'm just trying. I'm just trying to keep the unity of the faith and let you know it ain't about us. You can get up right behind me and sing the exact same song and I'll shout you all. Because it ain't our song. It's his. Let me tell you something. They're singing to him in heaven this morning. They're singing to him. I love what brother, I'm losing my voice again. I love what Brother Mike Norman says. He says, you know what's amazing about the Lord? When we're singing to him, he loves us so much, we can't see it or hear it, but he's in heaven singing back to us. What about that? What are you doing? Just reminding y'all, it's all about him. Because, let's just be honest, we all get a little selfish. That's right. Guilty and charged with guilty. Guilty. And I'm going to say this. I'm preaching the way I'm preaching. It's not to, it's not to put anybody down. It's to lift every one of y'all up. Listen to me. Bible preaching and conviction don't put you down. You know why God convicts you? It ain't to pump pound your head in the, in the sand. It's to make you more like Him. It lifts you up. If you'll deal with your sin, you'll go up. If you pout about it, you'll go down. That's right. That's exactly right. I've been the same way some of y'all are. Well, he just kept all the time talking directly to me. If you're thinking that way, it's because you won't respond. Amen. Lot had a decision to make. He made the wrong one because all he thought about was himself. Right. Come on, somebody. That's right. Listen, God called me to pastor. I'm going to pastor. If you don't want a pastor, there's all kinds of other churches you can go to. Ain't nobody holding a gun to your head telling you to come here. That's right. I'm not trying to roam off, Brother Shepherd, but I told you all to start. I'm interested in real Christians. And if you don't want to be a real Christian, and you're here all front bus and wine, and you fight, cause division, and run your mouth, go somewhere else. I'm going to stand with that fireplace. I'm trying to make people into what God wants them to be. You don't like real Holy Ghost preaching. The doors are open. I'm not trying. I don't want nobody to leave. I'm not that bully preacher. Bless God, I church seven last year. That ain't me. But I'm simply saying if you're unwilling to change, you don't have to be here. I'm not, I'm not changing. We'll notice it's going to give, but it ain't me. It ain't me. I'm willing to learn. Yes, Brother Dave. Yeah. I'm willing to learn. And I've said and done things I shouldn't have through my years, and I'll do them again. I ain't talking about that. Josh is not always right. When I say I'm not changing, I'm talking about preaching that Bible. I'm not, I'm not talking about being stupid. I've done that a bunch too. Amen. Amen. I shouldn't. I got tore up there a couple weeks ago and started calling people morons. I shouldn't have done that. Y'all was here. Stinking morons! I'm sorry. Are you with me? I'm a mortal man, though. I'm just a man. I know I'm supposed to be being sample. I know, but, but, but at the end of the day, folks, I'm fixing to turn 29 years old. I'm not making excuses. I'm giving you facts. Yeah. I fixed it for 29 years old. I'm, I'm a lot better than I was. Yeah. He's like, I'm back now. You should have been there seven years ago. Yeah. Yes, Lord. How in God's name people set through all that, I'll never know. 
Sister Annette needs an award. <laughs> some kind or another. I'm telling you. The ones that stayed with me from the start, Brother Dave, different one of them is, my God, bless your heart. You're getting a special crown ain't even in the Bible. <laughs> God created a crown the day I started pastoring. Are you with me? Amen. But let's just get honest. We're not careful. We're all guilty of being carnal Christians. Lots selfish. He looks out and he says, that's going to work best for me. So I'm taking it plus or minus nothing. I don't care if Abram gets the mountains where it's bad for cattle or not. I'm going to what looks the best. Listen to me. Here's what the devil's real good at. Follow me right here. He's good at painting a picture. Do you think for one second if, if Lot seen Sodom and Gomorrah burning and salt piled up? And this actually just showed me a video after Sunday school. Right now you can go over there. You can get an airplane go over there. And Sodom and Gomorrah, you know what there's big mountains of? Salt. Yep. Right now. Right. Right there. What, did, what did you say? Something about you tasted or something? It's salty. It gets on you. It's like in the air. You can taste it. You taste the salt when you go to Sodom and Gomorrah. Are you listening? If Lot would have seen his wife turn into a pillar of salt, and his daughter's getting him drunk and sleeping with him, and his family dying, and everything he had burning up, and all them herdsmen getting getting destroyed, and all the just... Are you all following me? You think he would have went? That would not show him all that. Listen to me. He's going to paint a picture that it, the grass is greener on the other side, but I like what the old time preachers used to say. Sometimes the grass is greener on the other side, but only because it's growing over top of a septic tank. If you ain't careful, you're going to move to the green grass. But what you don't realize is you're planting your feet at my friend uh, in the leech line somewhere and you're going to end up in a mess. I've been accused of preaching people down and never preaching a way out. I've been accused of that. Let me tell you all secrets. If you think spiritually, you'd know this. That's why you ain't thinking spiritually. When I preach issues, ultimately, what I'm doing by revealing what's going to happen, I'm giving you the answer to it. When I preach on carnal Christianity does this, this, and this, and this, I'm telling you how not to do this, this, and this, and this. Don't be a carnal Christian. Are you with me? A plus B equals C. When you preach on C, listen, I tell these preachers I got in my first preaching Bible. My pastor told me, don't you ever preach a problem without the solution. And I've been accused of it, but by the grace of God, I'm telling you there's a way out. Yes, sir. If I'm preaching against carnal Christianity, guess what the way out is? Don't be a carnal Christian. That's right. Trust the Lord. Follow Him. Amen. And it's simple. That's right. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I told y'all at the beginning of the year, leaders know this. I said right here in front of my leaders, I said, if y'all don't want things to be dealt with, you better deal with them. Right. I said, I made my mind up this year. I'm standing harder than I've ever stood. That's right. Y'all have the warning. I give you a fair warning. I said, I've been letting things slip by, and I'm not doing it this year. Thank God. Did I tell leaders, did I say that or did I not? Hold you to accountability this year like I never have. I give you fair warning. Why? It's not time to pout, pout, pout. 
There's nothing wrong with accountability. That's right. Wow. Makes me better. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't get mad at me. Why are you going to get mad at me? I'm trying to make you a better Christian. Yeah, I'm not trying to hurt you. That's right. I'm not in the business of hurting people. No, sir. My heart wants to help y'all. Yeah, man. You want to know why it hurts? Because you won't deal with it. That's right, man. Come on, hold it in. There's a bunch of you. I'm, 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 some of y'all wasn't here before you got here. Man. You ain't been here ever since you walked in the door today. Are you with me? Yeah. I'm trying to help you anyways, though. Yes. I don't know how long I've been preaching. I don't really care. I'm not done. When are we going to be done, Pastor? When I get done. Amen. Preach on. That's when we're going to be done. Amen. Help me, somebody. I'm interested, Brother Carlos. Oh, yes. In real church. Yeah, right. real Christianity. Yeah. Not this carnal mess. Well, you just come in, you play your part, but you ain't happy. You ain't got peace. You ain't right with God. You ain't got no fellowship. Why in God's name are you here? Well, I mean, listen, I'm just with the rebel next to the road. If you, ain't, if you don't like Bible preaching and the standard that I am trying to set through and by the authority of God's Word, not me, why do you come? That is Amen. I don't want you to leave. I'm asking a question. Why else would you come? You know why people go to church for other reasons? Carnal Christianity. I sure hope the pastor's got an encouraging word today. What if that ain't what God wants you to hear? Yes, sir. Since when did this thing become about us? Look at, hey, I really need to encourage that they not put down. Listen to me. God knows what you need more than me. He knows what you need more than you know what you need. Quit trying to categorize what God is supposed to be saying. Yes, sir. You don't know why you're doing that? It's all about you. I pastor different than I preach out. You know that, don't you? I do. I can come in here, let me tell you something. I got messages that I had to make everybody in the room shout, run, cry, and throw songbooks. And, you with me? God didn't call me to be a pep rally leader at Stillwater right. Baptist Church. Pastor. I'm pastoring you. Yeah, yes. Now, you know what I found out? I'm done right here. I feel the mud stop. <laughs> you know what I found out in seven years? There's a whole lot of people that want to preach it. Yes, I There's very few that want to pastor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, you want to know why I reach out to you? Because I can't get you off my heart. And I can't get you off my mind. I, don't, I didn't pick that. I've said it before. I wish there were days that I could lose that. Because it drives me insane. When me and Brother Teddy was talking had a conversation, I was gone, and he said, just, just, you know, don't, Brother Josh, don't let this bother you. Just enjoy the meeting. And I, I said, I wish it was that easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I told you you with me? Why? Because I love you. That's right. Because I love you. Yeah, man. Because I love you. Because I love y'all. Yeah, man. Thank you, Lord. Right. I love you. That's right. And that's the 
missed him two or three times. Or have they missed me? Or you been, girl? Right. Why'd you do that? I love her. I love her. Yeah. You with me? What's this thing supposed to be about? Love. Us? No, no, sir. Yeah. He's been too good to us yeah. for us to live calmly. Yeah. I've said and done things I shouldn't. And I've apologized, but one thing I'll never apologize for is preaching the truth. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm not sorry. It's helpful to you. By the way, and I'm done right here. The Bible said that the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than two-edged sword. You know what that means? It cuts going in. I mean, it cuts coming out. It ain't me that's bothering you. You think it is if you think carnal. It's not me that's that's upsetting you. It's the Word of God. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord, for that. What we need this morning, I'm going to tell you what we need. We need to pile on the altar and say, Lord, sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. All I've been looking is at the well-watered plains. And I've been a carnal Christian. I just got one point out today. I think it's the only point I got the last time. I try to get through this. And God, if I could today, I'm going to repent of that and make this thing about you. I don't deserve anything. I don't deserve my health. I don't deserve my mind. If you're sitting here in your right mind today, it's just a blessing. We didn't earn that. If you've got peace, you don't deserve it. That's right. I wonder how many say, Lord, I just thank you for loving me despite how selfish I am at times. We're all selfish. It's in different areas, but we're all selfish. How do you get selfish sometimes? Well, I get to deal with the problems in the church and thank God, what in the world have I done have to deserve all this? You don't think that way, do you? Yeah. You know what God says? What in the world have you done not to deserve all this? Yeah. I'm just trying to tell you this morning, ain't none of it God's fault. Man, it's born a woman's few days full of trouble. If we've got issues, we deserve them. Praise God. Quit trying to get out of everything and start asking God to get in it. That's right, man. Help me through it. We're trying to get out of every storm and just ask God, please, Lord, get in the storm with me. Yeah. You're the only one that can stop it. I'm not trying to get out, Lord. Brother Jared wrote this, wrote this song. I'm going to try to learn. I'm not asking you, Lord, to get me out. But, Lord, something like that, yeah. I'm not asking you to get me out. But, Lord, would you please go with me? That ought to be our prayer today. Carnal Christianity. What do we got to do? Repent of our sin. Let's stand. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach one more time. Pray, Lord, you bless this uh, message and the altar call that's given. God, there's so many people here today that really just need to just be honest with you. Lord, this thing ain't about us today. It's all about you. Bless this in Jesus' name.